Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello, you're listening in to Brainwaves on 3CR. That's 8.55am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au if you're streaming online. My name is Lauren and from the Brainwaves team today we have Steph and Alana. And today on the show we are going to be talking to Pritika Sanchev, the social uh, media manager and community manager of Checkpoint. Checkpoint is a non-for-profit organisation that connects mental health with video games and technology. Thanks so much for joining us today on the show. No worries, it's great to be here. Um, So firstly, could you just tell us a little bit more about Checkpoint and when and how did it all start? Sure. So um, it started about, I think, just over two years ago now. Uh, My boss, Jennifer Hazel, she's a doctor and um, she had a keen interest in uh, games and seeing how they helped uh, herself and others with uh, mental health issues. Uh, so she got together with a few game developers and started talking with them, and that's how Checkpoint was basically born. Great. Yeah. Um, that's You guys take a really quite a unique perspective on mental health by linking mental health with gaming. Um, why gaming in particular? Why is that link um, what you focus on? I think that was something that we're, um, like, all of us at the company, we all have, like, we're all gamers, we all we all play games, and a few of us are game developers as well. Um, so we all kind of have this approach of how we're all very passionate about it, and we know that it has helped all of us in times of need. And after um, speaking to people in the uh, community as well, we just got more and more anecdotal evidence of how people started... Uh, they would say, you know, I have anxiety, I, I retreat into a game where I have more control and that's why, um, uh, and I like playing games. So we found that there was definitely a market there and, you know, there is clinical research surrounding that as well. So we decided to create an um, uh, online non-for-profit. Most of our work is all online and uh, we have a community and a web series as well. Yeah, great. Um, So you've done a lot of research into um, mental health and video games, obviously, Um, but how does the research show um, how about video games have helped people with a mental health issue? Um, Well, yeah, like like I said, uh, there is clinical studies that um, people actually feel uh, better. They kind of get into... Uh, we've we've based our own studies off flow theory, so when you get into a video game and you're you feel like you're actually performing good actions and you just enjoy the state, your your endorphins calm down and stuff like that. So that's some of the clinical research. There's also um, research about how you know people with uh, depression may feel like they're more um, what's the word. Uh, self-assured when they're playing games like you can see the actual achievements that are happening and people with anxiety can get more um, social connections in there as well yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um on the other side of that um 
video game addiction has been linked to a large number of physical health problems and deaths worldwide, although it's not actually formally recognised as an official mental disorder in the DSM. Um, So from that perspective, why do people develop these addictions? I'm not actually sure about the... um that study there is a lot yeah. of talk about video game addiction uh and that's a big scary thing that mm-hmm. a lot of people say it's not uh as as scary as that we tend to when we're feeling um when we have mental health issues we tend to retreat to what we're comfortable in yeah. so people may feel like they're getting more satisfaction out of a game than they are in a real world situation yeah. and that's probably why they end up uh going into games and and forming that addiction to it and it's probably it's like it's like everything else basically you know how we all retreat to our own comfort zones that's that's really how it starts yeah yeah so it's less um so the word addiction do you think maybe might be sometimes too kind of strongly resorted to i think i think it is i think it um I think it's very quick to throw the word addiction yep. in there, uh, whereas you know we we really need to look into what's hap- what other factors are influencing that person's life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what can be done to combat to combat this negative side of gaming? Um, education, I think mostly. I think it's really letting people know what kind of games are out there, mm. why people retreat into games, and then also advocating for more work-life balance outside of games as well like it's not just going to be about um like as with anything else in life you know it's always healthy in moderation and stuff like that so Mm. you should always um play but then also get up stretch you know um go in uh go to your go to work or go to uni or whatever it is Mm. and um it's probably then if a person is skipping work or skipping uni that's probably when it comes uh becomes a problem but yeah, it's kind of just educating what people do. And that's part of what Checkpoint does as well, letting people know what resources are out there. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, is is does that is that to say that um, maybe a, a significant part of the misuse, I guess might be a word, um, around gaming is not, is rather than the games themselves or like as, a, as directly like, or like just gaming as a having a directly negative effect on people, but it's more just the lifestyle or like the, potentially, the potentially. Like you've got um, uh, like there's a whole lot of online games out there that are very toxic. Yeah. Mainly because of the communities that they attract. Um, so it's not necessarily the game that's toxic, but it's the okay. the kinds of people that yeah. like to use that space as a toxic space. Right. Um, so it's kind of you know advocating for more safe spaces and, uh, and seeing what you can do to combat that. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really important. Um. I guess, are there many games out there that focus on um, positive mental health messages specifically? Yes. Yes. This is probably the question that I was most excited about. (laughs) Um, There there are lots. Um, Most recently, there was one that actually just won a BAFTA award. It's called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. And you play as a woman, it's by the developers Ninja Theory, and you play as a woman, Senua, who is suffering from psychosis. And you literally... Um, control her as she has um, mood swings and hears voices and the way that they specifically did the audio like it's it's one that you have to play with headphones because you hear the voices coming at you it's extremely powerful and it can be extremely triggering so it is one Mm. that you want to you want to play with caution Mm. Um, but that is one that has excellent representation because Ninja Theory went to 
um, I can't remember the mental health company, but they actually went and consulted with professionals, mm. um, which, you know, is not often seen in our industry and it's really important to do more of that Definitely. as well. Um, Life is Strange is one about two um, uh, young girls um, uh, blossoming into adults essentially, but they're, uh, they're also suffering with um, depression and you actually can go around and investigate the houses and you can pick up depression pills and, you know, find out that that's um, what's happening in one of the girls' life. Um, those are ones, there's also Night in the Woods where you play as a young woman, May, who comes back to her home t- small hometown. And again, it's a kind of coming of age story where you, there's these group of friends who are all talking about the kind of issues that they go through in day to day. And it's this very... It's not positive environment, but it's a very normal environment in which mental health is discussed. Um, in terms of games that have been um, researched and, and anecdotally we have found have helped people, uh, Stardew Valley is um, basically a simple farming game. You're, you're, um, uh, you're, you play as a character who leaves the daily grind and starts their own farm and it's just really calming essentially. Um, the Sims is another one that a lot of people use for anxiety purposes because when there's no control and you feel like there's no control around you, Sims is one where you can control everything yeah. essentially. Um, yeah, those are the ones off the top of my head at the moment. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. I didn't know that there were so many games um, like what you've um, actually said. Like, yeah. I had no idea. I like, think um, uh, it has to be stated that all of these are indie games. They're, a lot of them are independent games. They're not yeah. the AAA shooters that kind of find their their way into mainstream entertainment. Mm. Um, but I think even now in some of the more mainstream games, you're getting themes of mental health that are not just in an asylum. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. kind of stuff yeah. that's trying to be trying to combat out of that. Yeah, Where right. can you get these games? Um, so Steam is a, a website where you can just download games and you can download from AAA to like really yeah. budget indie titles. Um, yeah, that's probably for your PC. You can get them for um, console. N- the Nintendo Switch is one that has a lot of these games on them as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting to note as well that a lot of the games you just mentioned all have women as their like protagonists. Yes, which I think is really interesting. It's something that's I like personally think is not really talked about a lot in the world of gaming. It it, it is, and there's a lot of push for um, positive representation in mental health, but also. Uh, women and non-binary people and trans, mm. like minorities, uh, transgender characters as well, like actually accurately represented, That's rather great. than just written by straight white dudes. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a different note, um, what resources can people find on the Checkpoint website? Um, we've got a whole bunch of different resources for different um, uh, groups of people. So I think our main focus is for gamers, uh, those who enjoy and play video games. We've got articles and we've got uh, about um, a whole bunch of mental health um, issues. And we've also got a whole lot of articles on different games that help people with different uh, issues. So we actually invite people to um, guest write and we put guest posts up on there so that that brings a lot of viewpoints to the site which is really good oh. um, we've also got the the checkpoint series which is a web series that we developed uh, about um, 
mental health and video games as well. And we've also got um, some self-help guides so people can go on there, download like a bunch of PDFs for free about um, coping with stress, um, self-care tips that you can do on your own, what it means to be mindful, stuff like that. Um, we've got a parents and carers guide. So one thing that is often said is that, you know, young kids, people don't want them around technology a lot. Mm -hmm. We've actually got a way, um, a guide for parents that they can monitor um, why it's important to monitor their kid um, around technology so early on and promote those uh, healthy habits as well. And we've got a whole lot of sources for game developers. Mm -hmm. So game developers, like a lot of um, tech companies, face uh, crunch issues and burnout issues. So that's something that's probably really prevalent in our industry at the moment. So overworking, stress. So we've got guides for management and employees about how they can go about that. Oh, so you got yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot, lot of resources. Yeah, we've got a lot it of sounds really things. educational, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I want to check it out. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the Checkpoint series that you mentioned and what that aims to achieve? Um, yeah, definitely. So that series was uh, kick-started about this time last year. That's where I joined Checkpoint. Yeah. Um, and it basically, we talked to a whole bunch of game developers, journalists, uh, content creators in the industry. We were really lucky that they volunteered their time. And we interviewed them about the kind of um, issues that they face uh, in the industry, but also um, struggling with their own mental health. And we also uh, examined particular games, um, some of them I mentioned earlier, like Hellblade and Night in the Woods. We were lucky enough to talk to the developers from Night in the Woods. Um, and it's basically talking about why these games are important and why representation is important yeah. as well. And um, yeah, so we've got, I think, 16 episodes out now and uh, we've just finished our first series. So each episode goes through, um, we kind of go from clinical research to um, mental health issues. So we had an episode on depression, on anxiety, but then we also had an episode on representation in games and and clinical evidence that backs, you know, what we're saying up as well. And yeah, that's kind of how we formatted it. Yeah, that sounds really amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, so there seems to be a strong element of community and connection on your website. In your perspective, uh, why is this so important? Well, I think community and connection is, is important for um, everyone who um, struggles with mental health and, you know, who needs self-care. Like, that's not just true for gamers. But um, in some of the psychological models that we follow for games, a lot of the um, research has shown that people play, like, online multiplayer games for... The connection that they find with other people so we advocate for being able to come together in a safe space um, and play games in a uh, yeah as I said a safe space mm. so online can be quite toxic in um, video games which is quite unfortunate but we've uh, created an online space called Gamer Mates and that includes our forums and we've got a, a discord channel as well where basically people can come in uh, talk to one another, organize meetups, organize hangouts. We organize a few as well. Like we've got an Overwatch one that we're going to do tomorrow, I think. Cool. Yeah. And um, it's just turned into this really collaborative, empowering community, which is really lovely to see. Yeah, yeah. that sounds amazing. And just for um, people's, um, you know, 
being able to know know that there's a community out there that you can talk to at any time, like whatever you're going through, is really, really important for mental health. Mm, that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Especially, like, it makes sense that, you know, you said one of the benefits of gaming for mental health is that element of community. Yeah, so that just engagement that you can yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's great. Um, beyond gaming, is there a scope for other types of technology to benefit mental health in the future, do you think? Yeah, there's some really exciting stuff coming out right now. So in terms of um, VR, there's some uh, studies taking place on how they can treat um, PTSD and phobias in there. And um, that's something uh, my boss, Jen, has been uh, looking into and doing talks on as well. So that's that's super exciting. Um, even in terms of tech, like apps that we can get on our phones, there's apps like Headspace and um, Insight Timer and a few others that just promote mindfulness mm -hmm. and um, that's really important to know that you have something in your pocket wherever you go that you can just use Definitely. to help yourself when you're when you're not feeling great yeah so it, there's a lot of um, different kinds of um, ways that technology is yeah. Yeah, definitely. Moving in there. Yeah. Um, considering this huge potential, how do you see video games changing in a way we perceive mental health? Uh, could this be used as a teaching tool? Um, yeah, definitely. There's, um, I think the most important thing is representation. Uh, as I said earlier, um, mental health in, in, all um, aspects of media can be very misrepresented. Mm -hmm. And uh, games have traditionally used that horror trope of the asylum um, to set horror games in, and that is very, very damaging. That's mm -hmm. what makes people not want to talk about their mental health. So mm -hmm. seeing games like Hellblade, where a woman is actually struggling in her life with psychosis but actually can go through a journey and um, come out of it on the other side, is important because people will go, okay, maybe I can get through this myself. Yeah. Um, and in terms of teaching tools, there is an app, I think, called um, Orb. It's by a company called ReachOut, um, who are in Australia, and they've made a, an app specifically targeted towards uh, young children in school. So like um, uh, primary school and high schoolers basically talking about, um, uh, basically taking them through stuff that they would... Um, uh, run into so like bullying and all mm. that and how to cope with that but you know with engaging characters and like quirky environments and all that as well yeah, yeah. that sounds really cool um what are some of the other things that checkpoint might hope for in the future in terms of technology and mental health um i think we really hope for uh i, I think it would be really interesting to see more immersive environments like it would be It'd be really good to see that people can just get into a game for a little bit out um, out of whatever they're struggling at the moment and just immerse themselves in a comfortable environment. Um, uh, personally, I would like to see stuff mm. like that. And yeah, it would be really good to get more and more my like a more mindfulness and calming apps out there as well, like a, a focus on calm because. Mm. I think we all need that a bit in the world right now. <laughs> <For sure>. Definitely. <laughs> um, could you perhaps share a story of change that you've seen in your time with Checkpoint? Yeah, we've we've had a few different um, people within our community uh, who have reached out to us recently. We had someone on Twitter 
um, just tweet at us and being like, thank you for existing and um, thank you for what you do. I've recently signed up to a group that treats social anxiety. And we're like, that's oh, that's amazing. That's, amazing. Yeah. that's super sweet that, you know, that that's something that you wanted to do. Mm. Um, and even in our own community, just, just little things like, uh, we've had a few users occasionally. We have a channel specifically called Mental Health Discussions and all content in there that may be um, uh, triggering goes in there being like, oh, I had a um, my PTSD came back last night and mm. I'm really struggling. We have other users, not just um, staff or mods, but just other community members go in there and uh, just say, oh, you know, um, yep, I've dealt with that before. This is how I um, coped or hang in there or post pictures of like dogs and cats yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, it's just, I'm proud to be a part of that community. It's a really welcoming, comfortable community. And mm. it's good to see that there are people you, um, in there having positive change. Yeah, and just yeah. being able to see that like tangibly yeah, in front of you. Yeah, exactly. be really rewarding. Yeah. Um, yeah, for any of our listeners out there who might want to find out more about Checkpoint or perhaps get involved, how can they do this? Um, so our website is checkpoint.org.au. That's mm-hmm. where all the information and resources are. And you can also find our web series on there. We've also got a YouTube channel, uh, Checkpoint Organization. So again, all the episodes are up there. Um, our Twitter at Checkpoint.org. Um, that's where we post daily content, um, like mindful, we post guides and all that. And um, we do a lot of, we're very interactive. We do a lot of questions and reaching out to people as well and um, profile big game developers as well. Um, we've got a Facebook um, which we, and Instagram in which we do similar things. Uh, Instagram is checkpoint.org and Facebook is checkpoint organization. Um, and Instagram, we post video game quotes so like positive quotes that have actually been said in dialogue in games and uh yeah if anyone wants to join our gamer mates community you can do that by finding the link through our website wonderful thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing all your knowledge with our listeners it's been wonderful to hear about your organization and everything that checkpoint does oh no problems it's been really lovely to be here thank you so much for having me (laughs) not a problem all right so you can find more of our shows at our website brainwaves.org.au or on the 3CR website as well. That's 3cr.org.au slash brainwaves. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode. Stay tuned for Renegade Economists. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.